When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sort of from the worldwide headquarters of ESPN. We were live and in person there in Bristol, Connecticut last night. In fact, we were kind of both there this morning. And now, and now we're elsewhere. Now you're in Texas. I am in Florida. Like Modern birds, technology. we have flown out of the nest away from the mothership. Sleep deprived, but rolling on caffeine, baby. Here we go. It's going to be a good three-hour ride. I got the coffee in my hand, even though it is 7 p.m. Eastern. Does not matter. We got some radio to do. Night two of Amber and Ian here on ESPN Radio. Amber and Ian's presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. One of the biggest stars in the NFL got pe- 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 paid, and he doesn't throw footballs. But he darn near got paid as if he does. Nick Bosa is now an even wealthier man than he already was. The San Francisco 49ers and Bosa agreed to a monster deal with the details. Our very own Adam Schefter on NFL Live. The San Francisco 49ers and Nick Bosa reached agreement on a five-year, $170 million deal that includes $122.5 million guaranteed. It makes Bosa the highest-paid defensive player in NFL history. And the two sides get the deal done in time for Bosa to report and play Sunday in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. Now, here's the inside scoop behind the deal, the deal behind the deal. As of this morning, I was told there was, quote-unquote, huge gaps between the two sides. But clearly, the 49ers had an offer on the table that was so great, that was so lucrative, that I'm going to guess here that Nick Bosa wanted to come in and get this deal done and wanted to play. You heard Shefty say there, it makes him the highest paid defensive player in NFL history. It actually makes him the highest paid non-quarterback in NFL history at any position on that field that's not throwing a football. Nick Bosa now surpasses his brother, Joey, who had before that for a defensive player the highest in terms of guaranteed money. He set that mark at $102 million. Now Bosa has $122.5 million guaranteed. He also sets that mark in terms of the highest per annual that was previously owned by Aaron Donald at $31.7 million. Bosa is going to be making $34 million a season. It is good to be a Bosa period here, Ian, but it's real good to be Nick today. All right, several things to, to unwrap here. One, Joey was picking up the tab. Now, little bro is big bro, right? So he's the one that, <laughs> hey, the check, you know, at, at, a, at a nice, really, a really nice steak restaurant. You know, remember, their dad also played in the NFL. They can put, they can put away some food. I, I bet they might need. I mean, now collectively, they quite literally have hundreds of millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. they, might need, they might need about half that on food. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, just, just, they go and slaughter a cow, right, and then just serve it up on a platter. Right. I mean, because that's how that's the caloric intake of the of the Bosa family. But that check used to go to Dad. 
Then it went to Joey, and now Joey is looking at Dad and going, or giggling and going, ha, 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 Nick, it's on you, buddy, Rue. There you go, man. Congratulations. And what's crazy is we were just talking to Tom Telesco, Chargers GM, last night, and he was talking about you know the, the negotiations that go on as a G- GM. You have to plan years in advance. Like he was planning on paying Justin Herbert when he was doing the Joey Bosa contract in 2020. Right, like if I get my franchise guy and I believe in him, you, you're planning out your entire roster based around several monster contracts. It was fascinating to hear him describe it. And now the next day, 24 hours later, Joey Bosa, whom he made it at the time, uh, the, the highest paid defensive player in the history of the NFL, now little bro comes in and tops him by around twenty-two or twenty million dollars. I mean, remarkable. And here's a bet. Here's the, the the one thing. If you're a Steelers fan and you were hanging on to hope that this machine coming off the edge mm-hmm. was not going to be there this weekend, one, you were dreaming. Tell Cinderella we said hello. Hope she had a good nap. Two, because you were living in a fantasy world, there is zero chance. Also, that if you're hoping that he, well, he's not really in shape. Do you know the Boses? Right. They've got muscles in their earlobes, right? So they will be ready, and he will be full. There will be no snap count, in my opinion. He will be ready to go full bore against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, speaking of that, Kyle Shanahan, he is the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. Now that Nick Bosa is back, he's got a deal in place. He will be ready to go against the Steelers here in week one of the NFL season. Shanahan was asked, how much should we expect to see him this coming Sunday? Um, how many snaps are in the game? Uh, I'm just joking. We got to see when he gets here. I know Nick will come in shape. I know he'll be good. It'd be great if he could get in something today. I don't know when he's going to get here or where he's flying from, but I know we'll, we'll, we'll be smart with it, and that'll be based over these next two and a half practices. I can't imagine he's just been sitting on his couch eating that guy? bombs, right? No. Not that guy. That guy's going to come in. He's going to be in yes. shape. He already knows the system. He's going to walk right in the door. He'll be good to go on Sunday. It's why he... I would imagine got this deal done now because we've been talking about this all off season and there were two big holdouts Ian, Chris Jones, still a holdout with the Kansas city chiefs, but the conversation always then became which one is more important, which team is in more trouble if their star defensive player doesn't show up for week one. And I consistently said, I thought it was the San Francisco 49ers because as good as Jones is the identity of the chiefs, when we think chiefs, the place your mind goes first Ain't Chris Jones, right? I mean, that's the reality yeah, of the it's situation. 15, absolutely. Right. It goes to 15, maybe even the coach there. We think offense when we think Kansas City. When we talk about the San Francisco 49ers, you ask me the first place my mind goes. The first place my mind goes with 49ers is actually Bosa. Maybe Shanahan a little bit, but is Nick Bosa. He is the identity of that team. I thought it was paramount that they got this done before the season started, which is exactly why, of course, they did. Yeah, and, and there was zero doubt in my mind that it would. I mean, mean, not get done. There was zero doubt in my mind that he would not be out there coming up, you know, against the Steelers. So, and I'm with you. When when you think about the San San Francisco 49ers, you know, it's it's not just Bosa. It's Greenlaw. It's all Mm -hmm. of them. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's Fred Warner. I mean, they they have got some boy dog warriors on that side of the ball. And then I think we talked about this when we were filling in on the morning show a couple weeks ago. I had them late in the season last year, and these dudes don't want to hit you. They want to hurt you, and they want to embarrass you. I mean, they, they, they want your mom to, like, disown you. That, that, that's, that's the attitude that this defense plays with. So to get it, Nick Bosa back in there, you know, he, he's, he's, he'll, 
maybe not full boat, right? But I mean, I'm expecting 25, you know, at minimum 25 snaps. He, he's doing all the soft tissue training. I wouldn't even, I, he is such a machine and Joey is such a machine that I'm not even concerned about a soft tissue type injury because that's where your body gets calloused in camp. Mm-hmm. At least we're really, really used to. Now we still see soft tissue issues come up. Like Kelsey. We see him more. We right see him more than we used to even. So, but I'm not, I'm not even worried about that with this guy. We see, yeah. him, we see him more during the regular se- beginning of the regular season. Now that they cut down things in camp, it's one of the controversies of, hey, we cut down some of the injuries right. in camp because they don't go Jordy as hard. And, but yeah, now yeah. are we just going, are we transferring those injuries to when it actually matters more here at the beginning of the regular season? But I, I tend to agree with you. I'm sure he's been working out the whole time that he's a holdout. This follows the script a bit of TJ Watt because remember when hot, Watt, now he was a hold in, so he reported but he wasn't doing anything he was a hold in that year i think that was in 2021 side fields and whatnot but he right. was always he was, present he was doing all that of mind and yeah. he was he was working towards a deal and they got it done like two days before that opening game for them he got that four-year 112 million dollar extension so a four days rather excuse me four days before that season opener against the bills he posted two sacks in that one one tackle for a loss, five quarterback hits, and they won that game. So it went fine for TJ Watt not reporting until right before, not not getting amped up until right before. It's probably going to be just fine for Nick. Do Bose. the Watt brothers remind you a little bit of the Boses? Right? The Boses remind you a little bit of the yeah, Watt family, kind of with the work ethic and everything else. Yeah, <laughs> good point. Coming up here on Amber and Ian. So how will this Nick Bosa contract now impact negotiations between the Kansas City Chiefs and Chris Jones? We'll get into that. Amber and Ian is on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Nick Bosa got paid with a capital P. He got paid and he reset the market. You could argue for any defensive player because now it is Nick Bosa. That is the highest paid defensive player in the entire NFL, both on a per annual basis and surpassed his own brother in terms of guaranteed money. But there was another big name to hold out Ian as we head into the season. It wasn't just Nick Bosa we were worried about. We've also been worried about Chris Jones, some more than others, James Steele particularly, for his Kansas City Chiefs. Chris Jones has made it very apparent that he's a very rich man and he doesn't need to show up for James Steele on week one or two or three or four or five or six or seven. James, how do you feel about what she just said? You okay? 
I'm not great. I, this is uh, so I, I've been dealing with this for eight months now, where she just pokes and, the, the and subtle jab. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, she's definitely enjoying this. Uh, well, and it's why James. It's why when they announced the new lineup for ESPN Radio and they were toggling pieces around and moving producers and hosts around, James said, "Please, please allow me to remain Amber Wilson's producer." I and the powers them to that move me. me with Joe. Yeah, I, I tried. <laughs> I pleaded. <laughs> They were like, no, your punishment here at so ESPN. Th- those, those little jabs, he used to work with James, right? And, and all of a sudden, he'd fire off, and it's offsides, and he's coming, and he's firing out of a three-point stance. Now he just keeps his hand in the dirt and just ignores you. Yeah, we've been doing this too long. That's yeah. what happened. So, listen, if this is an off year, like, I I got to see two Super Bowls in the past, like, four years. I never never thought I'd ever get to see that. I thought it was always going to be, you know, them blowing a 40-point lead to the Colts or you know, being up twenty four to three on the Titans and losing twenty five to twenty four because they can't score a a point in the second half. You know, that's yeah. a very mature. Spoiled. Got it. So it's now, a very, like, very I'm mature happy. attitude. I don't, right. I don't believe you. Uh, it's a mature attitude because here's what happens, Ian. Fan bases get spoiled, yeah. and they still have got Patrick Mahomes, and they've still got arguably the best coach in the NFL. And when you've got the best quarterback in the NFL and the best coach in the NFL, then you think that you're going to win every Super Bowl, as you frankly should. And if they fall short of that, you're going to be disappointed. Come on, James. I don't believe you at all. Oh, I mean, yeah, I'll be disappointed, and I'll be super sad this this year if they're you know if they don't win a whole bunch. And um, well, they I'll, will. So you're not I'll probably be- I'll probably have to find a dark room whenever they lose to the Bills or Bengals in the in the playoffs because I you know I'll just be sad and won't want to see the not- light of day. And James, st- stop. It's a you're, little you're, better now though because I've be- seen two Super Bowls. You're not going to be teenage girl super sad, okay? You're you're, you're fine. You're good. So do you, don't, do you not do you not know me? I yeah, mean, I, I do. But yeah. you're. I'm meaning the team is going to be just fine. Yeah, I think yeah. so. But here's a, here's the deal, Chris Jones. I promise you, Brent Veach, general manager of the Chiefs, did not want Nick Bosa to get this deal done before they got Chris Jones done. Because but that's now on the, them. Price, they the price just went up. Going to. The yeah. price just went up and astronomically. Like Chris Chris Jones right now is going. <laughs> Nick Bosa is now on speed dial, if I'm Chris Jones, and I am sending him a big old thank you gift. Like I, mean, I owe you millions because you got this deal done, and now the price just went up astronomically if I'm the Kansas City, if, if, if I'm Chris Jones with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think Chris Jones knew that, right? We always expected, and we were hearing from all of our ESPN NFL insiders, that the 49ers and Bosa were going to get this deal done. And you and I just mentioned it last segment. They needed to get this deal done because that identity of that team is defense. Not so much with the Kansas City Chiefs, but Chris Jones knows that he is still an integral component of them actually winning when it comes to winning when it matters most in the postseason and winning those Super Bowls that James wants so badly. And so he he knew that he could be patient and wait for Nick Bosa to get paid because the 49ers were under more pressure to have Bosa out there for week one than Chris Jones. And you're absolutely right. What just happened with Bosa is an advantage here to Chris Jones. Here is the Chiefs defensive tackle at a charity event in Kansas City being asked where things stand between him and the Kansas City Chiefs. Can't really talk about it. Hopefully it gets worked out. You know, um, it's always been my goal to be a Kansas City Chiefs for life. I've um, I've said that multiple times on social media platforms, from interviews, and they know where I, my position is at. And uh, hopefully we can get something worked out for the long term. 
Now, I assume this sound is coming to us from before the Nick Bosa news broke. But Chris Jones, Chiefs D-tackle, again from the charity event in Kansas City, was asked how frustrating the process has been. It's been okay. Peaceful for me. I've been in Miami um, just training, staying focused, understanding that um, this is a process. You miss your teammates, though, and your guys, you know, I mean, all the OTAs, mini camps, and all that stuff. You miss that part of it right now? I've been keeping in contact with my teammates. Uh, I'm still working out every day, still doing similar things that they do in training camp. Um, the camaraderie, you know, we got a lot of new players. Uh, miss that aspect of it, but I'll be ready to go when that time falls. Hakeem went on to say, Amber, that he'd be ready to go tomorrow night. If they got a deal done tonight, they, they he would be him. ready to go and suit up tomorrow. So that that's the kind of physical condition he's in. And I, I like hearing from the players and not the agents. I've never in my life heard an agent not say, oh, he's in the best shape of his life. Mm-hmm. He's training his butt off, right? You guys on the beach sipping Mai Tais in Cabo. I mean, he's <laughs> training hard. You know, but, but when you see the player and addressing, you know, media that were assembled at that charity event. And he looked good. You know, you know that guys guys with a work ethic and drive, like a Bosa, like a TJ Watt, to your point, right, uh, last year, and now Chris Jones this year. Those dudes, they, it's not only for the man in the mirror, but they also, they have, they feel an obligation for the guy next to him. And, and, and that's, that's why Nick Bosa just got paid as the highest paid non-quarterback in the National Football League. Not just the highest paid defensive player in the history of the game, but the highest paid non-quarterback in the league. Why? You also know that San Fran knows that that dude's coming in hell-bent and ready to go and in prime physical condition. Chris Jones says, again, let this sink in. If we were to sign tonight, I could play tomorrow. That's impressive, and he means it. And he means it. It's hugely helpful to the San Francisco 49ers that now they're dealing with a quarterback that's on a rookie contract as their starting quarterback, right? They got rid of the other rookie contract quarterback who they were going to have to pay at some point here if he was to pan out there. They got rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, who they would have had to pay in order to retain. So it's a huge advantage to them where they are right now. And Sam Darnold, obviously, uh, not in his uh, best bargaining position in the NFL. With the Chiefs, it's a very different story because they pay Patrick Mahomes, right? And whenever you talk about, hey, you find that guy, you hit on that guy, every team wants to be in that situation. Everybody wants the problem of having to pay Patrick Mahomes. But when you pay that guy, things get more complicated in a salary cap sport. And so the situation's a little different with what Chris Jones is dealing with there with Kansas City. And then the identity thing that we kept talking about. I agree with you, though. What Bosa just did is hugely helpful because I don't see Kansas City saying, okay, okay, now we're going to pony up and topple that contract and make you now the highest paid in the NFL. That's going to, I think, be difficult for the Chiefs to pull off. However, where they just set the market with Nick Bosa, if you're Chris Jones, you go back to the front office, like, hey, this isn't, I'm not getting cheaper by the minute. I'm getting more expensive. We got to get something done. Yeah, and to, but to your point also about paying a quarterback, we've seen teams pay quarterbacks top dollar and still be competitive. Mm-hmm. That's what Telesco was talking about last night. You're planning for this two, three years before you have to sign the guy, and you're also looking at what you're probably going to have to pay him. You're looking two, three years beyond that. Like they wanted, they, after Mahomes got paid, they won another Super Bowl, and they were in contention yet again. We can go on down when you know, go back to the days of Peyton Manning or Drew Brees when they got you know the marquee money with that salary cap back then. They were still contending every single year. 
the great general managers, and Veach is one, know how to manage that cap. Yeah, they're the poster child of that, of you can still win when you hit on the quarterback. James Deal, did you hear where he spends his uh, offseason? Did you hear where he's training? That's a Mississippi guy that's in Miami, though. Miami. You caught that, right, James? I'm just saying. He's in Miami. I just That's fine. Make sure you Whatever. You caught that. All right. Eh, Miami. It's the best. Go Chiefs. <laughs> oh, God. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Night two of Amber and Ian here on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. It is Amber and Ian now. It is no longer Joe and Amber, but we still stole some stuff from when I was doing this show with Joe Fortenbaugh. I'm not paying him any royalties. Okay, I got this. You know, I'm a lawyer. If he comes after us for some IP or something like that. Okay, him and Carlin... The whole we, I got poached. You yeah. were able oh. to actually fight the good fight. Yeah, right. Herm, I was trying to get Herm Edwards with us. He would join us every Monday mm-hmm. during the football season. No, nope. he's with Q Myers. You know, oh, my old time no. slot. Oh yeah, you oh, stole yeah. him. Yep. And then Freddie probably stole stole the music yeah. because well, the music that, that is Freddie's thing. That, that was proprietary, right? I mean, yeah, like, look, Freddie's uh-huh. not giving you. You could chop Freddie's pinky off with a hatchet before he gave up his music. So, <laughs> I mean, so that ain't, Freddie that ain't took happening. his music but, but so, with him. Good job out of you fighting a good fight, young lady. To his show with Harry. Uh, Joe, I didn't give Joe anything. He went, now he's versus Carlin. Uh, but I'm not giving those guys anything. We keep all the good stuff. And one of the things that we kept is sound on, sound off. Let's get to it. They said it, but what did they really mean? What are you trying to say to us? Sound on, sound off. With other- Amber and Ian. Ooh, look at that. With Amber and Ian, we got that done. Look at that. I'm very proud of us that we already had that in place. One of the other things that we kept is James Steele. Yeah, unfortunately for me and you. uh, Yeah, all these were my ideas, so I wasn't going to give them to anybody else. Totally original, (laughs) never done before on radio ideas. groundbreaking radio stuff. That's what I do. No one's ever come up with something like this before. Because I'm an extraordinary producer. All right, the NFL season kicks off tomorrow night. I don't know if you guys have heard that. Uh, And it doesn't look like the Chiefs are going to have uh, Chris Jones, who's holding out, as we talked about last segment, or Travis Kelsey, who has a banged-up knee. So... uh, did tomorrow become a must-win game for the Detroit Lions? Dan Orlovsky thinks so. For the whole offseason, felt like Detroit was going to give Kansas City hell, even if Chris and Travis were playing. I'm not sitting here pretending that Detroit's defense is world beaters, but it's a revamped secondary. So even before those guys, I felt that Detroit was going to give them a game. Living in the world, if Travis does not play, obviously Chris is not going to play. This becomes... If you want us to take you as seriously as I want to take them, Detroit, a must win. All right, Ian, what do you think? Is tomorrow a must win? 
for the Detroit Lions? Is this week 16, 17, or week one? Uh, one. Did I, okay, I didn't miss anything, right? Hell no. Come on, Dano. No, it's not a must win. Must wins are when playoff bursts are on the line. You know, when title bursts are on the line. Things like, like or in the dash for cash, which is, you know, around the holiday season, once we get to Thanksgiving. And then around Christmas, those are must-wins. Week one, oh, just cover the seven, right? I, I, I played it a while ago. I got it at six and a half, bought it up to seven. By the way, it's back up to six and a half right now. So must-win week one, no. Be competitive. Fight the good fight. Go toe-to-toe with Kansas City. Even if you lose, I still think this team is going to be a, a remarkable threat in the NFC North, but it's not a must-win week one. It's not a must win for anybody, but it sure as heck, because it's week one, everything Ian just said, but it sure as heck isn't a must win when the team that you're playing ain't even in the same conference as you, nevertheless, the same division, like a must win. No, absolutely not. It is not a must win for the Giants now, or I mean for the Lions. Now, what Dan is doing there is he's doing the whole hype train for the Lions and you've got to prove it and you have to capitalize on these moments when a couple of the best players aren't there. That's fine. And of course, those are huge losses for the Kansas City Chiefs not having Kelsey and not having Chris Jones. But they still have Patrick Mahomes and they still have Andy Reid and they still have a whole lot of other pieces on that field that are elite pieces coming off of another Super Bowl victory. So it's still the Kansas City Chiefs that we're talking about. Am I really going to change my opinion on anything Detroit related if they lose to the Kansas City Chiefs in week one with or without Kelsey with or without Chris Jones the answer to that question for me is no so you guys think the Chiefs are the best I like that all right oh hold on a minute I just got a text message from one coordinator in the NFL and it's it just it's four simple words completely disagree with you huh wow well, coach, that's why you're not a head coach. Anyway, go. Ahead. Let's move on. Oh, wow. Hey, oh. All right. Uh, a couple of days ago, Jets defensive back DJ Reed told reporters that the Jets defense could have a historical season. A lot of people after that started to say that the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets might be feeling themselves Did a little bit to too do much. That? Was that necessary? Now, maybe they're starting to believe their own hype a little bit. But Garrett Wilson says they'll just have to prove that the hype is real. For me, you know, I play it a certain way. I don't want to say too much, and, and I know that the defense does have a chance to be historically great, but that means nothing, you know, unless they go do it. So I know that they got the same mindset, and it's okay for them to talk about it as long as they're going to go be about that when it, when the time comes, and I feel like they will, man. You know, I'm not too worried about them boys. They can ball for sure, mm-hmm. so I'm excited, man. I, I didn't know DJ said that, though, but he's not lying now. He's not lying. All right, that was uh, Garrett Wilson, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets wide receiver on Barton Hahn on ESPN New York. Didn't realize that that Jets thing triggered you so much, Amber. Amber, are the Jets I mean, playing I'm glad with... they can spell. Good for them. They can spell. Cool. Jets playing with the fire a little bit here? Is there too much hype around them? They can spell. Can they win football games? I have no idea. They didn't win that many of them last season. I mean, this is a team that the expectations are already so unbelievably high because of the addition of a future Hall of Fame quarterback. And now you're going to pile on that and also high because of hard knocks, everything else. They already had the elite defense. We know the weapons now around 
Aaron Rodgers, and now on top of that, you've got the actual guys on the Jets raising the bar even for bringing even more attention when they're in the number one market in the country. None, like, yeah, it's all too much. It's all a lot. How about y'all go out on the field and you actually win some games, and then we can hand you maybe a trophy down the line, but you have to actually win it. You can't just win the offseason. <laughs> <laughs> It was a very objective take. When you invoke the eighty-five this. Bears, I mean, just come on, man. Just, just—you're not drinking your own Kool-Aid. You're bathing in it. I, I, I could not disagree more with DJ Reed. I couldn't disagree more with Garrett Wilson. Even though Garrett was like, I didn't know he said, I didn't know he voted the eighty-five Bears, right? But he might not be wrong. Kind of backing his teammate, but again, this this squad is. One, they are remarkably galvanized, and they are extraordinarily confident. But, yeah, they're not drinking their own Kool-Aid. I mean, they're, they're bathing in it and, and using it as conditioner. I mean, it's, it's from 85. I still can't get over that comment. The 85. I don't know people. I, I really don't know if a guy like DJ Reed was born in 1996 understands how dominant and, and just – violent the 85 bears were they didn't want to hit you they wanted to punish you and your mama i mean they went 39 straight possessions in the postseason before they gave up a touchdown their first two postseason wins were shutouts they had one loss to dan marino that's it I mean, he know he remembers 2013 though, and he also evoked that Legion of Boom there in Seattle. And we talked about that one last night, also. Yeah, I mean, so, he just just setting that bar. Even and you higher. know, the Bills are sitting there just going, "Okay, all right, right. Uh-huh. all right, exactly." Keep talking. Yeah, Bills are overrated too. All right, the Broncos hired Sean Payton to come in and fix things in Denver, and part of fixing things will be getting the most out of Russell Wilson which means taking a different approach with his quarterback, including reportedly laying into him for f- focusing more on his image than football. One of his former players, Roman Harper, reacted to that news earlier today on ESPN Radio. Oh, that's Sean. Um, he's going to find different ways to motivate you, push you, twist your screws a little bit, and sometimes put you in an uncomfortable position. I think he does that with everybody. Uh, Russell Wilson, Inc., doesn't, it doesn't win you any ball games, And so Sean's trying to come in there, change the attitude, change the culture. What was this? will no longer be so, and this is what it's going to take to win and get to an ultimate, get to a championship. I appreciate him, Sean. Sean's being real. I'm just glad he said it in public as well, because what he says in public, he'll say it to your face too. Ian, do you think this uh, tougher, more hands-on approach to uh, Russell Wilson will work? Uh, You know, this is rare to hear in our industry. I have no idea. I don't know how mentally tough and what kind of thick skin Russell Wilson really has. We know that early on in, in Seattle he did, and then all of a sudden he became kind of a teacher's pet. That was the uh, you know the mo out there, and a lot of guys you know kind of viewed him as oh you're running to you know to the front office or to you know back in 2013, 14, 15 you know to Sean Payton, excuse me to Pete Carroll. But so I I don't know, I really don't. I did love this one, this quote from Sean Payton though to ESPN earlier today. Russ has to quit kissing babies. It's in politics. He is, he's driving that nail home hard. I mean, that bad boy has been hammered home. So I'm not riding the fence on this. I'm just being brutally honest. I have no earthly idea if Russell Wilson is, has the mental makeup and the skin that is damn near Teflon to deal with Sean Payton the way he's going to ride him this year. And he, he did the same thing when Drew Brees first got to New Orleans. 
I want to do something a bit non-traditional here, James. I want to carry this over to the next segment because this Russell Wilson conversation actually does interest me. It feels like with Sean Payton, like we took one run approach with Russ a couple months ago. Now we're taking a totally different approach publicly with Russ. I think it's interesting what he's doing there in Denver. So coming up next, we're going to touch on that. Plus, it has been a day. For me and Ian Fitzsimmons, we will tell you about our day next. ESPN Radio is also on the ESPN app. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. along here on Amber and Ian. Amber and Ian presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. So we were just talking about Russell Wilson and Sean Payton had some words (laughs) for his quarterback. Now we took, we saw him take an approach here, Ian, when he took this job, he was very, very publicly supportive of this guy, right? He said all the right things that you would say if you're a head coach and you're trying to instill some confidence in your quarterback coming off of a very, very particularly rough season for that quarterback. Now here, as we head into the season, I feel like we're seeing a slightly different approach from Coach Payton, where he said apparently to Russell Wilson, he told him that he needs to be less focused on Russell Inc. He says, will you bleeping stop kissing all the babies? You're not running for public office. So Coach Payton alluding to the fact that many people believe Russell Wilson is far more concerned about image and stardom than he is about actually playing good football at this point. Yeah, and, and remember, Sean Payton is a Bill Parcells disciple. Yep. He was his offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys when, uh, you know, all of a sudden, uh, you know, Tony Romo burst onto the scene uh, when Drew Bledsoe kind of was wet the bed a bit, right? And next thing you know, here comes Romo and Bill Parcells at every presser, I'll, I mean, I was covering that team. And everyone goes, I don't need a rock star quarterback. I don't want a Hollywood quarterback. Those are not good quarterbacks. And you, you, you know, Sean Payton was in step with Bill Parcells. And they are still very, very close. So, fast forward. What do we have here with Russell Wilson? A guy who wants to be a Hollywood quarterback. Married to a Hollywood star, right? I mean, go on. He's all about his image. Talk about name, image, likeness, right? Well, that is Russell Wilson. And to this day, I guarantee you, Sean Payton is still channeling Bill Parcells. I do not want a rock star quarterback. I want Peyton Manning. I want Drew Brees. I want the guy who's going to be first one in, last one out. When he goes home, plays with his kids, you know, helps dinner, puts him to bed. And what's he doing after that? Start, stop, start, stop. He's a robot watching film. That's what Sean Payton wants. That's what he's had in New Orleans all those years. And that's what he learned under Bill Parcells. And that, I think, he's 
He's publicly shaming Russell Wilson to try and get him to be that film junkie, that you know, first guy into the facility, last guy out type quarterback, not the Hollywood quarterback that we've seen recently. I have two big problems with this approach, though, because you're right. It sounds like the words are coming out of Bill Parcells' mouth, and it makes sense because Sean Payton is from that tree. However, when was the height of Bill Parcells? When was even the height of those other quarterbacks that you referenced, right? The Peyton Mannings or the Drew Breeses of the world. This ain't the same generation. Now, I understand Russell Wilson is older, but things have changed. The world has changed. Generally, the access that these guys have. You referenced jokingly jokingly name, image, and likeness in college. And it's true in the NFL as well. The ability for anybody, the ability for me and you, if we were better at it, which neither of us are particularly particularly good at it, but the ability of me and you to build our own brands, right? To make money off of our own brand. Like you and I could do so I, much better with the jobs I, that we have. I, I, I am building our own, Right. I am too. I've always been terrible at it, which is why you and I don't maybe have, you know, millions of followers on social media. Like a lot of people do in our business. The truth is that in any industry you have control now because of the access that we all have to technology. You have control of your own brand and branding has become really, really important. And so I feel like that old Bill Parcells strategy is different than it used to be when you had to appear in a television commercial, you had to appear in a movie or you were the only way you were going to get famous is in tabloids. And he wanted his guys out of that. Now it's very different. Like all of these guys are that because all of these guys have social media. So it's a little unfair, I think, to zero in on Russell Wilson as that when frankly there's also a lot of great quarterbacks in the NFL that care about their brand and their image as well yeah but those dudes are also putting in the grind and I don't think Patrick Mahomes is asking for his own office and you know and having his own coach in the building you know like Russell Wilson did I mean what what with the previous regime and the current GM remember Sean Payton called out everybody from last year including his current general manager about enabling Russell Wilson. That, that was the first part. Then it kind of quieted down. Now we're ratcheting it back up again, and it's game week. Right? So, look, but these other dudes are, are grinding. I'm not saying Russell's not grinding behind the scenes and watching a ton of film, but he was entitled last year. He got that massive, massive quarter of a billion dollar contract, and now it feels like Sean Payton's trying to bring him back down to earth, like break him down and build him back up again. Right. And which is fine if that's your strategy. And we'll see if it works. But the second problem I have with this is actually to that point that you just made. Because not everybody is equal when it comes to these things. That's the reality of it. Some dudes have earned more respect or more when it comes to the perks than others, right? And I mean, listen, that's true in any industry. People have earned more in terms of what you can get, the nicer office, the corner office, right? The nicer parking space, the parking space are closer to the building. Like we've, that's true with every company and it's not all created equal. And Russell Wilson has, happens to be one of those dudes that by the way, had a hall of fame career before he arrived in Denver. Like he did it. He's got the ring on his hand. He has the Super Bowl MVP. He's done it in his career. He did it for a decade in Seattle. I know what it looked like last year, but I don't know if it's that crazy that the Broncos gave him parking space spaces or gave him an office. We were talking about a dude who they were willing to give hundreds of millions of dollars to. And none of us thought it was that insane at the time because of the career that he had had that predated his time in Denver. So he's not just the same as these other dudes out here. 
he's earned it, in other words, right? Yeah, I mean, some, even- some guys earn like the best, you know, locker in the locker room. Like Jason Witten had, you know, when he was the captain of the Dallas Cowboys, his stall was, bam, position A, right? That's what he earned. Russell Wilson had like a city block of offices in the damn facility. I mean, look, I mean, that, that's what Sean Payton's trying to drill in, in my opinion. And but that last part, if you got to stop kissing babies, you're not running for public office. Wow, I mean that's one that, that that's an uppercut right to the jaw. Like something, it feels almost like something happened, and Sean Payton didn't like it. As a matter of fact, despised it. So you know what? I got to call your butt out again in the media in front of everybody to drive a point home, not just to you, but to everybody else in that locker room. Well, and I think the reputation happened, but I think one of the reasons that I always have an issue with this conversation with Russell Wilson and why I feel like it's a little unfair, and yes, I understand how he played last season, okay? And I'm not excusing that at all, and we'll see how much of that was a coaching situation and how much of that was Russell Wilson or an aging situation. But one of the things that I think factors in that bothers me about this conversation is if he wasn't married to Sierra... I don't think people are piling on the way that they are. Like, he is married to an A-list celebrity, yeah, right? Yeah, and that he, doesn't help this entire thing. And it's not fair to him because any of these other dudes would be married to her, too, if they could. Yeah, <laughs> that, look, That's the reality I of mean, it. Tom Brady was married to a supermodel, right? But he's got seven chips, that's, right? That's I, mean, I don't like that one. example. That exa- example kind of obliterates my argument there, Ian. <laughs> so I'm going to move right on from that example. I know practically more about Patrick Mahomes' wife, though, than I do about Russell Wilson's and she didn't come into that marriage as an A-list celebrity. So you could argue that these other quarterbacks that we do hold up, I mean, they still have notable family members around them and branding everywhere because that's how we know about Patrick Mahomes' family, if you think about it. So we will see. It does feel like Sean Payton now taking a very different approach with Russ. Is it actually going to end up paying off this time and get more out of his quarterback in his first year? 